Good day to our stream students from Dallasal College of St. Benilde and of course to our tourism enthusiasts. This is MI and Oz, your TM podcasters for this episode. Our topic for today is optimizing leadership skills through positive workplaces. We are graced this afternoon by a very special guest. Our special guest is the CEO and co-founder of Positive Workplaces. He is the current president of Philippine Society for Telephone talent development. He finished Master of Leadership specializing in organizational learning in Monash University, Australia, his MBA in Dallasal University, Manila, and his behavioral science undergraduate degree in the University of Santo Tomas. Ladies and gentlemen, let us welcome John. Hello, MI. Hi, Oz. Hi. Hello. Hello, my fellow podcaster, MI, and good afternoon, John. It's so nice to have you this afternoon with us. We are so excited and we have many, many things that we want to know about you, your advocacy. And for our first episode, the topic is optimizing leadership skills through positive workplaces. So if I may, John, do you want to say something first before I go with our um, Q&A? Oh yeah. Oh well. First of all, thank you so much, um, Oz and Emma, you know, for having me here. Um, it's always been a very close advocacy in my heart to develop youth leaders. Um, I think I think it's very apparent in the world right now that leadership requires a little bit more um, skill, no, and capability. Seeing at how both world and local leaders are now performing. So one of the things that I'm very passionate about is how do we actually create more positive leaders in the world? Um, and people always say that it's both um, um, nature and nurture. And one of the ways by which we can actually create more positive leaders is creating that culture around them that will nurture the potential. So thank you for having me and it's a great opportunity for me to share whatever I know um, in relation to that outlook. We're honored, and we are so. Um, um, we really, we are really looking forward for this afternoon session with you. Okay, um, John, <clears throat> from your first Facebook page, you explicitly describe your organization as we envision to create cultures that would enhance the well-being of the Filipino workforce. Can you tell us more about that vision and where did it come from, and how did positive workplaces came into the picture? Right. Uh, this is a very personal um, advocacy to me, no? I, I'm, uh, I, I, I'm actually a product of workplace burnout. You know, um, feeling, 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 having that experience of pushing myself too much because, you know, just like any other youth, I, I'm very impatient when it comes to my career. So I want to get promoted um, quickly. Um, I want to be able to show the world what I'm worth, blah, blah, blah. And of course, um, expending too much energy in reaching that will entail some costs. Um, and the cost that happened to me was, to a certain extent, there was a point in my life when um, health issues arose. Like uh, there was a time, and this is my, this is probably my lowest of lows, no? When um, in the office there was a viral infection that went around in our. Um, as in, in in the actual office floor and a good number of people were confined because of it um, and the people who were confined first were the people who had very low um, resistance na, resistance na, no, to to, uh, no, to to illnesses and um, 
And unfortunately, I was one of those people. And the lowest of lows was even when I was being brought out from ER to my actual room, no, where, where I was going to be confined. The thing in my head was still, oh my God, I'm going to miss this virtual meeting. I have to be there. And that wasn't the worst part. The worst part was while I was in that hospital bed being brought to my room, I actually went inside the hall. <laughs> Imagine that. I was already I was already in a very bad and precarious spot and I went and take, take, took the call because I felt that if I missed it, it's going to be, there's going to be big repercussion on my career. For me, that was not a good way to live. Um, and after that scenario or after that experience, in my head, it was very clear that I have to do something about my well-being because that wasn't worth, like if, if I was going to get a little bit more sick, um, and at a very young age where I can help so many people, pa, I think I should wake up. And that was when I woke up. So, that, yeah. Right. That was the beacon already, no? I think. Yeah. That was the takeaway from what you have mentioned. And also, I think that was the epiphany and then the light bulb moment, the aha moment for you, John. Right, right. That was a tipping point for me. Um, and and I also want to associate that with what's happening right now in I don't know in the world. So, for example, if you're going to look at the United States of America, studies have shown that one out of five people in the United States actually are experiencing or have experienced mental health at one point in their life, mental health issues at one point in their life. Um, for example, right now in um, uh, there's a DDI survey or a Development Dimensions International survey that says that. 7% of HR practitioners have declared that they are incapable of handling employee burnout. What is employee burnout ba? Employee burnout is when you have been consistently infused by stress in your life so much to the point that um, you're starting to exhibit physical, emotional, and social symptoms. You know, you're, there's, you're, you're starting to become more sick. Diba? Um, you're, you're feverish more right. often. Your back starts to hurt a little bit more. You experience, um, you experience things uh, like, for example, you're a bit more irritable at work. Mm-hmm. So emotionally, people are having a hard time approaching you because, because you're so much stressed, your stress starts to overflow to others, right? So, mm-hmm. and the burnout, the burnout part is when that consistently happens to you and it's so hard for you to recover to your normal state. Right, mm-hmm. that can cause so many things. Right. When cortisol um, in your body starts to become more unstable, um, right. you, you 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 eventually be stress eat. And when you stress eat, there are so many wrong things that can happen to your health. You start to become um, you start to become ano ba to? unapproachable to people, to your friends, to your family. And when that happens, and when your relationship suffers, you also eventually probably become depressed. Right, and these are things right. that are very hard to repair. So, um, and in a stress study that we conducted recently under Positive Workplaces, we asked people, no, who are working from home, on a scale of one to ten, how stressed are you? And on the average, people answered six point ten. That's pretty high, considering that we are not yet in the worst part of the pandemic, because the economic recession is just starting to take effect. People are still losing their jobs. And when more people lose their jobs, more people become anxious, more people become more stressed in their workplaces. So my point here is, right now is a time wherein people are going to escalate their stress levels a little bit more. And in order for us to help out, 
we have to know and be aware what are the things that we can do in order to create environments that will make it less stressful for them or for anyone for that matter. Even students, teachers, you know, people in corporate, people in government. Anybody, yeah. no? Tama. Yes, anybody. That already, that already goes to, uh, no, I'd like to connect that na very wonderful um, insights there. Uh, John, I'd like to connect that to my next question. Um, especially this pandemic, you have mentioned that we have ex- we have been experiencing already a lot of things. Um, people get retrenched due to redundancy, etc. Students are still adjusting to this new normal setup, um, doing online learning and everything. So, kanya kanya yung mga kanya kanya yung mga manifestations. How they cope up with the stress level? So this during this pandemic, in positive workplaces. Um, can you share also some of your success stories? How were you able to um, position um, positive workplaces in the different demographics? Right. So the first thing that we did, and MI will be very happy to know this, um, is we started to look at our target market. Because um, you know, you market to everyone. It's like it's like marketing to no one. So, but unlike the usual strategies of co- companies and organization, we did not zoom in on industries, because we don't know which industries yet are where where we're gonna be needed the most. Like economically, it's not yet that um, predicted. Eh. Um, so what we did was we created the target market out of persona. So the persona that we targeted were females. These are people who are in the age range of 25 to 45. Um, they are HR people or people development leaders or in mid-leadership roles whose motivation is really to detoxify workplaces. All right. Why did we start to target these people? Because if we're looking at um, a market that's going to be more receptive to our programs, it has to be people who have intrinsic motivation. Um, and when we initially did our webinars, Like for example, when we've already done around, uh, when when we were finished with five or six webinars, these are the same demographics who keep on, who kept on coming back. So that means that that those people are getting some value from the learnings that they're getting from positive workplaces. So we translated those statistics into actual target marketing. So what happened then was when we expanded our, when we reconfigured our strategy towards this target market persona. We attracted more people of the same group. Because, of when Whoa. you're target, yeah, when you're when you're creating, um, when 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 you are trying to target a market, that means that you are going to create programs that will be more attractive for them. Like instead of creating a, a like a haphazard strategy na hits everyone, uh, this mm-hmm. time we created a strategy wherein our marketing callers. Are more receptive mm-hmm. to female, feminine eyes, right? Diba? We we use um, color palettes that are more receptive to the eyes of women. Um, we use we use um, words that are more receptive to um, women who would like to watch our webinars. We use topics that are more attractive to people who are who want to detoxify workplaces, right? So nung naging targeted kami, mas mas pinatronize kami nung market who will become ambassadors of positive workplaces. And that's when everything came into play. Um, when we were able to find our target market, the second thing that we did is to actually craft programs for that target market. 
So what we created were webinars and webcasts lined up in a series of months. Um, tapos those webinars and webcasts are free, right? Mo- uh, at least most of them are for free. Um, we we create courses naman for profit. So so yung webinars are just like one hour, one and a half hour sessions. Our webcasts are just 30 minutes. And then if people find if if people want more, if people want the more comprehensive version, they attend our courses. Um, our courses are in positive leadership. This this is going to be like a six day course every Saturday, just like a normal course that people usually attend. No, that are three hours each. So so yung mga ganon, those that's that's the way by which we approach the advocacy for people who can't afford. Watch us in our free sessions. But if people who have the money and who want to learn the more comprehensive tricks by which positive workplaces can be expanded, then you can attend some of our courses. Um, eventually, we are also going to offer scholarships because there are because advocacy she. So, so there are some people who want to attend courses cannot afford it. Then 20% of our total um, course number we give out to people who also have the same advocacy who can prove that they have the same advocacy. And we're gonna raffle it out to them. So that's basically Fantastic. the business model. Yeah. Fantastic! It's so interesting that we have this kind of um, this kind of platform right now that is available for everybody. And then I'm, we're very happy to hear that this is actually existing. So it's just a matter of letting people know about positive positive workplaces. And I'm really glad that you're expanding. You're informing everybody this afternoon, John. For my last question, lastly, na lang, what are your future plans and how to expand this? How would you want to reach out to people who, especially toward youth, toward students, that um, that would prepare them that in the future there is there is a holistic approach like what you have begun, that you have started, na, that could both benefit the students, the organization, and everyone else there. So can you maybe give us one or two um just uh, uh, like your, it's it's either you have that already in your pipeline, or something that you envision more. Thank you. John. Right. One of our uh, one of the most effective strategies that we've done so far is collabs. Um, right now, if you want to be able to scale up, doing it alone is not the way to do it. Um, if you want to scale up fast, you have to partner with organizations with the same belief and purpose as you, or at least if if their purpose or beliefs start to converge or integrate with yours. You partner with them because your content and their content being shared to their channels are right. is actually a matter of co-marketing and co-branding. So, mm-hmm. so what we do is we we collaborate. Like for example, in this one, this is an example of a collab, no? Um, and if we will be able to get a following from this, people who can follow us in our positive workplaces Facebook page, then we get additional reach. We get additional followers who eventually could be ambassadors for positive workplaces to actually expand. So, collab for us is one of those very important strategies that so far has been working. Thank you, John. I guess we have limited time this afternoon, and then we have so many, many questions that we would like to ask you, Sana John. But definitely, I hope we can set up another session about positive workplaces. Uh, last thing, John, would uh, would you like to invite everybody uh, where to follow and uh, how to know more about positive workplaces? Yeah, sure. Um, so 
we have a Facebook uh, page, uh, Positive Workplaces. You can search it or you can just type facebook.com slash positiveworkplacesph. Right? And all of our free webinars, our free webcasts are there. You can follow us. Um, my last message then siguro, um, Oz, is I'm sure for the youth, no, especially you know, there are only two things that I want to share. First is, um, I'm sure you're not that satisfied with a lot of our leaders right now. There is no other way but to create better leaders through the youth pipeline. If you want to be strategic, we start with you. We start with positive leaders from the youth. We start to make them aware what strategies, what competencies, what skills does it require for a person to become a positive leader so that you don't need toxic workplaces. So that's my first point. No? Let's start with you. The second point is life is too short. All right, life is too short. Um, to live in a way wherein you will go into a workplace that's very toxic is a way that, that it's a betrayal, right? It's a betrayal for that idea of YOLO. So, so if you are instrumental to that toxicity, stop, reassess yourself, and see if you are contributing to that toxicity. But if you're not, if you if you think that you are an agent of change, start small, right? Start somewhere. Because the good will always prevail. Um, and if you get a group of people who believe similarly as you do, then you start to create culture from that small subset of people with the same beliefs um, and the same programs that you all want to implement. Um, and there's more to that, of course. But those are the two things that I want to share. And hopefully, we'll be, you'll be able to follow us so you can know more. Definitely, John, we will. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, to our students out there and to our tourism enthusiasts, don't forget Positive Workplaces. You can find them in Facebook. You can follow them by typing facebook.com slash positive workplaces. Search everything. This is a very good avenue to rediscover yourself or even rediscover yourself, knowing your knowing your strength, your leadership skills, and what you can do for the society as a whole. Thank you so much, John. And that's for Thanks, Emma and Oz.